This time on Poll Hub, the Democrats in Washington have been trying to pass a signature bill to do a whole bunch of things, costing a whole bunch of money, pretty much all year. Breathless reports from the DC political media circus indicate certain success or, or failure pretty much every hour. But what do Americans think about what's most likely to actually be in any final bill? And will this year-long battle be worth it politically for Democrats in next year's midterms? Then, who do you trust? For a long time, pollsters have asked this question about a myriad of things, government, business, religion, the military, but also about ourselves. New data from Gallup about this very topic is unlikely to brighten your day. But perhaps Lee's fun fact will. So let's get to it. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Poll Hub. I'm J.D. Dapper. And I'm Barbara Carvalho. And I'm Lee Maringoff. We have uh, spent the year watching Democrats, well, not all year. I mean, it's only October, and they didn't really get going until uh, early February. But we've watched most of this year. The Democrats try to get um, a couple of big bills, one the infrastructure bill and the other got a lot of different names, but it's a big grab bag of, of uh, things that they want to accomplish. Been trying all year to get it passed uh, in fits and starts. Uh, at any given moment, you know, who knows what the progress is and what's the likelihood of success is. But we thought it would be interesting at this point, since there does seem to be a little bit closer maybe to an end game or landing the plane, as they like to say in, in DC. Um, what's in there and what do Americans think of that? Um, so what is it that Americans think about what is most likely, or at least the things that have been discussed uh, as most likely to be in this bill? Well, I think what's really interesting is when we talk specifics, uh, we often find a lot of consensus on very specific spending items. But when you wrap it all up and talk about uh, a spending plan, um, especially one that has a significant price tag, and we're not even sure what that really is, uh, the, you know, the questions have kind of, the survey questions have moved along as the, um, the dollars, the trillions of dollars that are likely to be spent has uh, gone down. Um, but you put it in the context of a spending plan by a Democratic president, and now all of a sudden you have an incredibly polarized issue. And I don't know how much it's really about the specifics of what's in the plan, as it is just about uh, whose plan it is, um, the, the large dollar amount, and kind of this, you know, tug of war that goes on in Washington. So 75% of Democrats do prefer a bill that goes further to expand a, a social safety net and combat climate change, which is how Democrats, you know, think of the issues of health care and child care um, and severe weather. Um, independents, uh, you know, as, as always, uh, because they generally lean either to the Democrat or Republican Party, kind of split down the middle um, with, um, you know, 36% saying that lawmakers should pass more and 32% um, saying that they should pass something smaller. And then that middle, you know, that 32% saying that they shouldn't pass anything at all. And it's really Republicans, um, which, which does makes a lot of sense because I think it's harder to, um, you know, sell spending plans to Republicans in general, and especially um, spending plans that have a capital, you know, D next to it, um, with a with a president, with a Democratic president and a and a Democratic, um, you know, Congress. So 50, uh, 55 percent of Republicans um, 
don't support uh, passing any any version of the bill. Um, and um, 39% uh, support passing a smaller version. But this this is all a CNN poll. Just wanted to note this. Right, is I was just going to. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Go, yeah, go I was ahead. just going to. No, please, no, no, you can, you can, you can keep me honest. Um, but um, so it, it's what happens is I think it depends upon the question you're asking, particularly um, you know when we're asking about spending. And, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of support except among, you know, Democrats as a whole. And even there you see, you know, 75 percent. I mean, obviously, that's a high number. But, you know, if it was a Republican bill, there would be much more cohesion uh, behind it among Republicans. Yeah, Democrats are quick to point out, Barb, that during the Trump years, the Republicans in Congress were less hesitant to run up big deficits. Uh, they've become much more fiscal hawkish when the Democrats are in charge. That's not a surprise. I mean, that's sort of uh, came with the turf. I think this speaks to a lot of things. Um, I, I wrote a list of uh, 119 things that this addresses. So let me just condense that. The Democrats can't even get agreement right now with their own caucus between the framework, which is the broader picture of how much you can spend, and the notion that Senator Manchin has said that the devil is in the details. So in a sense, we're having difficulty getting to the details because we don't even have a broad framework yet. And I think that this is you know, clearly a reflecting the fact that the Democrats have the slimmest of majorities in the House and the Senate. Uh, couldn't be any slimmer in the, in the Senate and not much more in the House. Um, and you have a Republican side of the aisle who, the Democrats can't, in the Senate, can't count on lots of votes. 21 Republicans in the Senate, I'm sorry, 41 Republicans in the Senate who represent only 21% of the national population can stop anything that requires 60 votes and, 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 and be filled process approved. So the Republicans have, you know, they hold the ace. And then to make matters worse for Schumer and Pelosi and, and President Biden, is of course Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema. Manchin, uh, the two Democrats who have been very reluctant to, to get on board. Um, Manchin, obviously, you know, a representative of the coal industry, not into climate change uh, legislation. And Sinema has definitely gotten into big pharma in terms of her contribution. So you have two senators of the necessary 50 on the reconciliation side of this to are very reluctant without getting the parts that they object to out of the legislation, which I think you're gonna see those parts are gonna be out of the legislation. Which gets us to the the question we asked kind of at the beginning of this, or the last question I asked, I guess, in the open, which is, so does this benefit, does this help Democrats if they ever get anything passed going into 2022, looking ahead? And a friend of the poll, Joel Benenson, uh, did uh, some polling work on this, and, and there's a, a, a story in the Washington Post about this uh, just a couple of days ago, um, that uh, his uh, polling indicates that the problem with this bill, whatever's in it, is that it doesn't really track what independents are interested in. It tracks more with Democrats. So he found, for instance, um, in the in the polling that was done, and he's a Demo yeah, and he's a Democrat. He's Democratic pollster, although he he did yeah he um, he's worked with uh, Neil Newhouse, 
a GOP uh, firm on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the, but that this polling found that while Democrats uh, in the polls were most interested on raising taxes and the rich and climate change and pandemic, independents were most interested in the economy, inflation and jobs, and then immigration and border uh, security. And those are not, you could argue that economy, inflation, jobs, that kind of stuff, that is addressed in this to some degree in, in what the Democrats have been talking about. But immigration and border security have been a, a Fox News thing and no place else, you know? And yet that's what independence, that's their second top item. So is this just a mismatch where Democrats are, have been playing so hard to the base that, that they're in danger of, of passing stuff and then much like the Affordable Care Act, getting no credit for it? Yeah, or that it expires. Some of the compromises right now are putting time limits on this legislation so that it expires in three years and has to be re-supported re and re-voted on four years. This is Washington at its worst because you sort of pass something, you kind of get it through for the moment, and then you come right back in a couple of years and, and uh, have to fight the war again. But of course, what's Washington thinking about? The 2022 elections, the midterm elections. And that's part of what this is all about as well. I found it interesting that the Democrats in the Gallup poll recently, Democratic approval rating of Congress has gone from 55 to 33. And so what we see here is that even though the base is being supported in some of these things and independents and Republicans are on the sideline, as Joe Benson just indicated, it isn't even selling among Democrats. So, you know, yeah, something's gonna get through. I think there will be legislation. I think we're gonna have a reconciliation bill. We're gonna have an infrastructure bill. We're gonna have, you know, build back better bill. It's not gonna be, no one's gonna like the whole thing. Maybe everybody will like a little tiny bit and it may even be temporary at that. Well, well certainly all these machinations in Washington don't really do a lot to, uh, engender a lot of confidence uh, among Americans, <laughs> which leads us to uh, our our next topic, which is a which is a Gallup poll, um, and they've been tracking confidence in a variety of different institutions uh, for uh, quite a number of decades. And one of the one of the things that was particularly striking uh, in their uh, latest measure were were two were two numbers. One was how much Americans trust in the legislative branch, um, and also um, how much Americans trust in each other. In other words, how much they trust the American people themselves. And the, the numbers are, are quite startling, um, to say the least. Um, if, we, if we go back a few decades, right? Um, well, let me, let me give you the numbers as they stand now. 50, 55% of um, Americans uh, trust the American people themselves. Um, and, uh, you know, at least it's the majority, you kind of figure, all right, we're, we're, we're still- <laughs> That's a glass half still, full yeah, right there. Yeah, but it's, it's still on the other side. Hey, look, you know, any, in, you know, any uh, public official that has a 55% approval rating would be doing handstands. Yeah, Biden would be very happy. But you look at this over time, um, and even if you look at it, you know, kind of during the, the Trump administration, that 55 has come down from 62 during the Obama administration. It was at 67 in the early 2000s. Is it, it was at 78. And, and if you go back to the early 70s, now 
think this is just post Watergate, um, the number was actually 83 to 86%. So this has been just a tremendous, a tremendous uh, downturn in how we even you know, think of ourselves. Um, legislatively, <laughs> well, you know, Congress probably didn't start all that much better, but back in the in the early 70s, uh, the number there was 68, 61, you know, kind of to the mid to the mid 70s, and now is way way below that uh, that midfield stripe um, at at 37 percent. So, what what does this say about how we can move forward in a democracy if the lack of confidence? Um, in these institutions and even ourselves um, is such at a low ebb. Too many years of uh, change elections because the American people are so frustrated. Every two years, we seem to throw out one guy and put in the next party, either in the White House or in Congress. Um, and that's because it's so frustrated. You know, people are so frustrated. Look, after Watergate, one message coming out of that was the system did ultimately work. Right now, we're waiting to any sign that the system is going to work in pretty much any manner, shape, or form. People are not happy with the way uh, COVID was handled. They're not happy with the policies going on in the Middle East. They're certainly worrying about the economy. Uh, go down the list. There's not a great sense of confidence because we're not getting any results uh, that are that are satisfying to people. But Lee, that that explains the why we why we've lost faith in the legislature, the presidency, the courts. I mean, we've seen this. We we pulled these numbers, and the faith in institutions, as we like to call it, has been on the long, steady decline. But we're we've lost faith, or we're losing faith in ourselves, and that's kind of that. You go back to like De Tocqueville writing about you know America in the 1800s, and that was the signature thing Europeans found when they came to America is this like unbridled American self-confidence. They all thought we were crazy and maybe they're right. Uh, but that's, is that disappearing? I mean, that is, that's been the signature thing about America to most of the world for th 200 and some odd years. Yeah, I was hoping we could get to Cokeville on the, on the next program. Uh, however- <laughs> You guys obviously remember him well. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's that loss in trust. Look, we always talk about Thanksgiving and you know, you're gonna have your crazy uncle over for dinner. Uh, now, most of the country thinks that the other side, whatever that is, depending on which side you're on, um, is not just somebody you can be talked to and, and negotiated with and all that, but they're, you know, they're nuts. I mean, that's they're the enemy. They're the enemy. Uh, we've become extremely tribal in our, uh, in our outlook, and that makes for a broken system. When you have a broken system, people are going to start saying, hey, things aren't really working. And that meant that our media is... You know, we, we have our different ways of listening and watching the news. Um, and the whole thing is really in separate camps right now. Um, we talked about independence earlier. There, there are not a lot of swing voters out there because people have picked sides. And for better or worse, it's a 50-50 country. Um, and that makes things locked into the kinds of issues we were talking about with the, what's going on in Washington right now. And that spills over into these two armed camps. Well, is there anything that can be done, um, you know, uh, legislatively, politically, in terms of, you know, perhaps how we vote, um, how we communicate with each other? I know we're all in our separate silos, but are there any, are there any solutions that uh, either, you know, Lee uh, 
you know, you've, you've studied in political science or Jay, you've seen in, you know, in the works of perhaps some of the, you know, uh, you know, local uh, elections. I just wonder, is, is it bottom up or top down, Lee? I mean, is it, is it, do you start with repairing ourselves or faith in ourselves, or do you start with repairing our faith in those institutions? Well, I think the institutions have come up short, and it's going to be ultimately the responsibility of the American people to pull us all up by the bootstraps. Uh, but that's hard. But where does that come from? Well, look at look at that Gallup poll. So it ticked up. Like our faith in the legislature and our in our faith in ourselves ticked up right after 9-11. I'm not saying that that's the only way, but and not 9-11, but a national crisis. Is that what it takes to find our shared you know our shared story our common well, our common well, COVID, analogy COVID didn't COVID didn't take us there no it took us the further the other direction right and so that's yeah. I mean is that is that what we face is the next national crisis ends up like COVID not like 9-11 uh, but are there structural changes that might be able to you know um Lee you're the political us. scientist please direct us what can we do people talk about a lot of reforms uh the problem with the reforms are that they're not gonna necessarily get passed. So what's one reform? Eliminate the electoral college. What's another reform? Let's have a popular vote by president. Uh, let's eliminate the filibuster. Uh, there's all kinds of things to kind of like, let's open up the process and take it away from maybe what was originally the founders had in mind, even though that worked kind of well. None of those things can happen though, in a current because none of those things can, can pass in the way they need to pass. We can't even get agreement over what happened on January 6th right. when we have all the videotape in the world. And, uh, you know, who are you going to believe? Some of the people are saying nothing happened or your own eyes. And it gives, you know, it does come down to that. Uh, uh, I, I'm reminded, and now I'm going to date myself again, but you may not know what the name of Johnny Carson's original program was before The Tonight Show. Got me. I'll give you another five seconds. There's a, lot, there's a lot of crickets out here. Anybody? This is not. This is not before he took over the Tonight Show. He had a show before That's the correct. Tonight Show. That's correct. Because yes. Steve Allen was the host That's before right. him. He right? had a show with okay. Ed McMahon. And for those of you who, this means anything. So why don't you tell us what it is? It was called Who Do You Trust? Oh. He was oh. onto it. He was onto it. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if I might move along to trick or treat season, and I guess that's related to what we're talking about right now because we may get a trick but we're we want a trick well halloween's spooky and these numbers we just talked about are pretty spooky how about that okay thank you for that segue but anyway so we found some interesting numbers our our rate producing staff came up with some numbers about whether you're going to do anything of the following in the following months for Hall for halloween right is that what it is? Or for the fall. Oh, for the yeah, fall. This was a, okay. This is a fall poll. And this is not, we often go way back in time for the fun fact. This is this fall. So this is September of this year. What are you doing in the coming months? And this, so this yeah. is, let's make sure we understand. This is through the lens of COVID. And this uh, Ipsos, the Ipsos uh, Understanding yes. Society uh, poll that is uh, yeah. done at different points during the year. Okay. So I'm going to go from the top the top to the bottom, and we're all going to say yes or no. Any, any yeses on decorating the home? Yes. No. Our whole um, our whole dorm room at college, we all it's all decorated for Halloween. We do decorations for all the seasons. All right. I, I like that. 
Does a pumpkin count? Uh, we got one coming up. On wait that. a second. Wait, does a pumpkin count? Because I, I always have pumpkins. Sure. Yes. Casey, you live you live in you live in the house kind of in the city that in a small city. Do you do you decorate? You got to create readers and everything, right? Yes. And I'm usually my Halloween is bigger than Christmas decorating. I usually do it up pretty big. That's impressive. And this year you're doing it? We're doing it, but we're not doing it as extensively as we did before. All right. Well, you're part of the 42%. Okay, Lee. Okay. Next, go on a fall hike, 29% nationally. Anybody any guesses? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, we got we got three here. Uh I'm a no, of course. Too much exercise. Okay, so he was a yes, so it's five out okay, of six. Okay, too much exercise. Um, carved pumpkins. Now, Barb, this was related to your Halloween, so and, you know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a no. I like to I like nice round pumpkins, or sometimes pumpkins that have an interesting shape or a little bit of character, but not carving. Ashley Ashley said she is. Ashley's part do you carve funny faces or do you just traditional triangles and we'll do a bunch of random things we'll usually try and do like fun intricate designs sometimes I like to do like cute little like just more like scenes instead of a face oh cool an artist Marcello do they have pumpkins in Hawaii they do actually or do you just use a pineapple or we're thinking about carving pineapples this for this go but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes Okay, I want to know a couple more. That down at the bottom, uh, jumping down, go to a corn maze. Oh, Lee, you say that like you don't even know what that is. I do know what it is? <laughs> I think it's Salt Point Turnpike. Uh -huh. you drive right if by. I found one of those, I would try that because I think that's kind of fun. Have you ever done it though? No, no. I have, I have, but as a kid, so, so not not recently, and I certainly wouldn't be seeking one out right now. But uh, and Lee, I think you have a last one you're going to pick here. I can see where this is going. You know, I'm actually I'm in the last one, and that is skip them all. No, I thought you were going to go to a haunted house. Go to a haunted house, eleven oh. percent. I've done that. They have really cool ones in in some places. Really like interactive. Yeah, and, actually, yeah. I was surprised. Uh, go apple picking was only twelve percent. I thought that was more of a full activity. Well, this was this wasn't a poll of New York and the Hudson Valley. That's true. We are we been. yes. <laughs> yes, we we're are apple spoiled. country. <laughs> yeah. In any case, be safe. It looks like we're gonna be able to get some semblance of Halloween this year, uh, unlike last year. Still be careful. Uh, but uh, enjoy, enjoy. Anyway, that does it for now. That'll do it for Poll Hub this week. Poll Hub is a production of the Marist Poll at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Mary Griffith is our executive producer. Casey Schaff is our production supervisor. The Poll Hub team includes Ashley Marcinek and Marcello Bettman. If you enjoy Poll Hub, please consider leaving a review. Positive reviews help other like-minded listeners find us. If you'd like to learn more about polling and survey science, check out the Marist Poll Academy, our free online learning portal. If you have any questions, tweet them at us at Marist Poll. Finally, however, wherever you listen to Poll Hub, there is a subscribe button. Click it and the latest episode will be ready for you in your podcasting app as soon as it's released. We'll see you next time.